What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Combo Church Podcast. My name is Craig. And my name is Kara, and we are the lead pastors of Combo Church. If you are listening on combochurch.com, iTunes, or Spotify, make sure you subscribe, follow, and like. We love it when you share with your family and friends, and we would love it if you could leave us a great review. Our prayer for you is that the message today will inspire purpose, encourage life, and build faith in you. Enjoy Enjoy the the message. message. always like to get up here and determine by the end of the 60-second convo which section's got the most life in it. I don't know, it kind of sounded like this one over here today. You know, I'm not trying to down this group over here. Y'all did fantastic. <laughs> you want to do over? Like, can we? You're like, I don't know, we were being tested. Do the wave. You're going to have to wait for Vision Day 2022 for the wave. Y'all doing well today? Again, we want to welcome everybody online. What's so cool is that we have, now that we have this opportunity, we have friends and family that are watching from home, watching from their phones or computers, whatever it is. And, uh, and that's fantastic, which is great when you're traveling or great when you have to be at home. And, uh, but we, uh, we also love seeing everybody in person. Let's, let's do this. Everyone who's here in person, can you shout and clap just to say hi to everybody who's online real quick, just to let them know? And if you are by chance watching and you're in the area and you, you're just kind of checking things out, we, just, we always want to invite you here in person and uh, let you know that it's a warm, uh, in a relationship way, sometimes chilly temperature-wise, but in a relationship way, it's always warm and uh, it's a good place to be. So how many of you have a Bible with you today? I uh, want to officially welcome you to uh, Vision Day 2021 here at Convo Church. And uh, so in a second, I'm actually going to have my wife come up here, but I wanted to give a little bit of a scripture intro. And, uh, and then in, on Vision Day, we get to do a few things. We get to celebrate what God did last year. And believe it or not, we actually found quite a few things to celebrate from 2020, just to let you know. And, uh, and, then, we, and then we endeavored to, to share with our church uh, what we believe God is speaking to us for what's, for what's ahead of us this year. And, uh, and it's never just for this year, but it's, that's what's right in front of us, right? So we, God begins to hopefully point the ship, and we begin to walk in the direction. So uh, let, me, let me read this to you. It's in Proverbs 16.9 in the New Living Translation. I love this. It says that we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. That can be encouraging and that can be frustrating, but when you get it in the right light, it's supposed to be more encouraging than frustrating. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So I'm going to invite my wife, Pastor Kara, up here, and, uh, and she's going to share a little bit about this last year. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm actually really excited to do this, um, this part this morning about our Convo Praise Report. Um, There is a lot, a lot of wins that we want to talk about from 2020. Um, Believe it or not, (laughs) when March rolled around, and Craig and I were actually in a hotel room um, in Denver um, the night that the NBA decided to shut down. And um, this, it was a, was it a Friday night? We literally had 24 hours to make a, a Thursday night. 
we had about 48 hours to decide what to do in those 48 hours because everyone's shutting down. And so we, um, we just made the decision right there that we were going to try to do go online. And um, wow, guys. Um, and actually, that, that verse that, that Craig just read, um, the Lord actually had that on my heart yesterday, that we make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. In order for the Lord to be determining our steps, we actually have to be moving. Like, we actually have to be walking. He doesn't determine our sitting and staying still. He determines our steps. So as we walk out our steps, as we walk out this thing, he's still going to move us wherever we need to go. And so you ha- but you have to be moving, right? So 2020, Convo Praise Report. Oh, look at Ricky. Ricky, are you here? Look at you, Ricky. <laughs> this, is our, this is our amazing Ricky. So let's go to the first slide. This in, in 2020, I want to say this year, but guys, sometimes you think about 2020 and it's like a blur. Like, whoa, that was a year ago? What? Okay, so in, in 2020, we have 76 salvations recorded um, and 11 baptisms. Come on. And there's Jenny. Oh, I love the pictures that, that we got on there. Um, next slide, dream team. This is, this is huge. There was many, 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 many 20,000 plus hours of serving from our dream team, from people, video, audio, visual, um, all the people, the dream team served a ton um, with outreach even. So next slide, 27 crews. We had 27 crews. A lot of crews did online stuff during our, our shutdown time and so that people could stay engaged and stay, um, stay together and connected. It's so important. You guys, we were created for connection. We we were created to stay together. We were created for people. That's how we were wired. So um, I'm just going to throw in a few little things as we as we go through this. So 27 crews. Crews are our, our, our small groups. If you guys didn't know, if you're new today, um, or if you're just if you're just joining us, crews are our small groups. The next slide it says Combo 2020 Outreach. We gave $55,025. Um, and you know, the reason we were able to give that was because of your generosity. Honestly, we couldn't do, we couldn't do and give and be the church that we are called to be if it weren't for the generosity of our people. So we gave over $55,000. Um, and here's a breakdown of that. So we, um, to world and national outreach, um, to ARC, which is church planning, we were planted through an organization called ARC, um, Association of Related Churches. It's an amazing organization, Um, not a denomination. It's an organization that helps plant churches um, with people who have a heart. But we gave back $29,020. And in 2020, even with shutdown, even with lockdowns worldwide, there were 57 new churches planted in the U.S., in Canada, Australia, Puerto Rico, South Africa, Trinidad. And on those, on each one of those churches' launch days, there were 522 recorded salvations. That's awesome. Um, Let's see. For Awaken, we support an amazing um, anti-sex trafficking organization here, local in Reno, called Awaken. Um, we gave ten thousand dollars, and this um, a big a big chunk of that was during um, during the initial stages of COVID. Um, we gave forty five hundred dollars in gifts and gift cards to support their clients during that time. Um, Fifty five hundred estimated value to Awaken it, the Angel Tree outreach to their forty seven clients. So. 
that incredible and amazing. Um, 250 plus hours of volunteering. Um, next slide, outreach giving. I'm just trying to nail these out so we have more time for the for 2021. Um, <laughs> breakdown uh, of Eddie House. Eddie House is another local organization that we absolutely love and adore. Um, they're helping homeless teens to 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 get them off the streets and to send them in a new life direction. It's it's actually an amazing organization. Organization, um, and when winter was coming, we purchased um, over a thousand dollars of of winter gear, and we were able to get that delivered over there for their homeless teenagers. And it had backpacks and hats and coats and gloves and um, socks and and hand warmers and foot warmers, all the things that that people need um, to stay warm. So let's see, next slide. For COVID, during the initial stage of COVID, we reached out to our incredible church, our generous church, and we said, hey, we want to help. And so um, you guys gave to COVID specifically, and we were able to give out to people in need over $10,000 in rent, in groceries, gas, utilities, and more to help people who had lost their jobs, who were not able to work um, during that time. And... You know, there, there's a couple instances that I just, that, that stand out in my mind as Craig and I were able to drive up to people's houses and give them um, Costco cash cards and checks and, and just money and how, how people just, it, it blows people's mind. I think when, when the church is able to be the church and be the hands and the feet of Jesus, it is, it's life-changing. It's transforming for people who have never experienced that before. So um, keep being generous. Keep being generous. Um, it's the heart of God. Generosity is the heart of God. And so that's just, that's what we're trying to be. Um, local outreach, another Casa de Vida. It's an arm of Eddie House. We actually are just getting our feet wet with Casa de Vida. We actually we love them so much. It's an organiz organization helping um, pregnant mamas and teens and get them off the streets and out of dangerous situations. And it's an amazing, amazing organization. Um, we were able to give five thousand dollars, which actually we we purchased their entire wish list off of a, off of Amazon, um, and we had that delivered. That was that was so exciting, and that was only because of your generosity that we were able to do that. Um, another local outreach um, is with Thrive. Do anybody in here do a subscription to Thrive? I do. Am I the only one? Okay, so Thrive is a local. <laughs> <laughs> that fell flat. Um, Thrive is a local <laughs> local business here um, that actually ships food all over the United States, and it's it's quality stuff, guys. Let me tell you, it is um, it's organic, natural, paleo, keto, whatever whatever diet you may be on. Um, th you can find it on Thrive Market, and it's an online market. Um, but we have partnered with them, and we have um, we have eight to 10, 10 team members going every other Tuesday morning to pick up food and to deliver it to Awaken so Awaken can distribute it to their clients. And it's good stuff. So 320 plus hours served, 24,000 plus pounds of food and goods picked up and delivered to Awaken's clients. So that's awesome. The next slide. Um, as I was looking through this, um, the social media stats. Now, to me, I am not a huge social media person, but let me tell you why this is important. This is important because we would not be a church if it were not 
for social media. Um, social media can be used for the most wonderful things and it can be used for the worst things. And so, but I just wanna say, this is how we became Convo. We, we advertised on Facebook, we advertised on Instagram. We would not have people in our church if it weren't for social media. So that's why those stats are important. Next slide, big wins of 2020. Guys, we launched Convo Youth. So exciting. Um, we launched it over Zoom. I don't, I don't think I would ever suggest that in any future scenario to launch a youth ministry over Zoom, but it worked. Um, God is good, and we did what we could with what we had, right? So um, that's, what, that's what it's all about. Um, we navigated three location moves. When I first looked at this, I was like, no, we didn't. Um, but we actually did. We moved from, <laughs> we moved, we actually could not meet anymore. Um, and then Washoe County Schools at our original location at AACT High School, um, Washoe County Schools is no longer allowing churches to meet in their facilities. So we were, we were homeless for a bit. And so we then moved over to Excel Christian. We, we started, um, that was in June, July. We started tiptoeing back into meeting in person around July. Um, and then one of those location moves was to online as well. So, and that was a big deal, trying to navigate that, figure that out. Again, we make our plans, but the Lord directs our steps. Amen. Um, and then the other location was moving here to our Midtown campus. So we do not, and if any of you in the room were part of our our first year and a half where we set up and tore down every single Sunday morning, you are probably, you walk in, in these doors every morning, you're probably like, thank you. Jesus. I still do. Every single Sunday, I still walk in, I say, thank you, Jesus, <laughs> that we don't have to set up and tear down every single morning. Um, giving and generosity, that's another win. We've already talked about your generosity. You gave, you gave, you gave, and we were able to be generous, and you were being generous. Um, salvations and baptisms, and this one is one of my favorite, Dream Team Resilience. Man, we have the best team on the planet. We have the best team that gives their heart and soul every single week, week in and week out. And during the week, we have the best team. So dream team resilience. And I just want to read one quick thing. Okay. Philippians 3, 12. Um, this is in the Passion Translation. It says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all the past. Come on, we celebrate, but then we move. We celebrate, but then we keep going. We, we keep walking forward. Um, I forget all of the past. As I fasten my heart to the future instead, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. Come on. So let all who are fully mature have the same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together. Come on. We're going to advance together um, to reach this victory prize following the one path with one passion. Amen. Come on. We are so excited about what God did, but now it is time to look to 2021 and we're about to hear about it. So let's go. So we have a lot to celebrate from last year, but as my wife was saying, we have, uh, we have a lot to look forward to and what's ahead of us. And, uh, and so I encourage you to lean in. Um, 
dreams. How many of you have ever had dreams? I'm not talking about the stuff that happens at nighttime and you wake up and it was pizza or chili that you ate and you don't really remember what you dreamed about. I'm talking about those things that are in your heart. The dreams that, you've, that have been there, the dreams that, that, that God has even stirred in you and sometimes you don't even know it's God. Maybe the dream sometimes that you stirred yourself and God's trying to let you know that that's, uh, that's only a fraction. Sometimes dr- dreams are great, man. I'm, I'm a dreamer. You know, you can't, you can't be a, a pioneer church planning, visionary, crazy person and not be a dreamer. But, but dreams, <laughs> dreams are just the picture. A dream really doesn't mean anything until you put steps to it. And so if, in order for a dream to become a reality, you need to have vision because vision is the actual steps that you are able to walk in that bring a dream to life. Dr. King had a dream, but he didn't just dream, he walked. He moved his feet. As my wife was saying so eloquently, you, you know, it doesn't happen standing still or sitting or laying down. It happens when you're moving. And as God began to move through his church and moves through you and moves through his people, we begin to see things come to life. And there are dreams, obviously, that, that, that my wife and I have in our hearts, some that we don't even talk about yet because we're waiting for, for God to give us either the permission or the ability to. But there are things that we will talk about today that we believe God is going to open up a door for us in this year. And one more time, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Listen, so much peace can be taken away and all the pressure to perform removed when we realize that it's actually in God's hands to lead, our, lead and guide us, right? He, he's, we've got to get up. We've got to be willing to move. We've got to be willing to take action. But the moment that we begin to step out in faith, it's not about us or our performance or what we are producing. It's just about us saying yes and being obedient to what God is saying, amen? So I'll probably say it again later, but I would encourage you even in your own life, dare to dream some more. Dust off the dreams. Or maybe even put the old dreams away and begin to dream new again. Because God's doing something new. As I was praying and preparing for today, um, my process can sometimes be a little weird when it's like message development, study, whatever. Um, I got so used to during our first couple of years because we didn't have a facility, we didn't have office, and, and I'm not really good at staying at home and focusing. And so the only option was coffee shops. So I just got really used to being in public environments where there's stuff going on, and I'll put in some earbuds, some worship music, and just kind of get into it. And, uh, and so even when we got a place and there's, there's offices and I can come here, I came here once and, and it was so quiet and there's nobody here, I'm like, this is terrible. I gotta get out of here. And, uh, and so, <laughs> so on, this week I was at um, one, of my, one of my secret places, which I guess if I say it, it's not so secret anymore, but it's that cafe over at Shields, you know? They, they, uh, they had pretty good Wi-Fi and cheap coffee, so that was a good mixture. And I'm in there, and I'm, I'm, I've already got thoughts, and I'm putting stuff together, and, and, and out of nowhere, God has the, the audacity to interrupt what I was doing. You ever had that moment where you're trying to do something, and you're actually trying to do something for the Lord, and then God interrupts you? as if what you were doing wasn't on track or on whatever. <laughs> and literally, for God began to, to speak to me, a prophetic word for this year. And I don't, I don't use that term lightly. I know, honestly, in my own um, frustration of looking at this past year, I feel like that term prophetic has been far overused and far under-producing under, uh, results. 
And, uh, and so I don't use that term lightly at all when I say that. But so I, I just started typing. I literally just started typing what I felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And instead of trying to rehearse that, I just want to read it to you. Is that okay? And, uh, and this is, listen, this isn't just a prophetic word to kind of flow into the atmosphere and float around. This is for you. And so as, as I read this, I really want to encourage you just to kind of lean in and listen to these words. If you have to close your, I mean, whatever, just I want you to receive this. Because as God was speaking to me and I was doing my best to, to, to keep up and to write the thoughts down and to, and to you know, run it through the filter so I made sure this isn't like me putting my thoughts together. Uh, this is what I believe like the Lord was saying. He says, this year is going to be the most substantial year of growth in the kingdom of God globally that has happened since Christ ascended back to heaven and poured out his spirit in the early church. The church is the carrier of this movement and the church is the body of Christ. I think we learned last year the church is not the building. The church is the body of Christ, the carrier of his spirit, the hands, the feet, the mouthpiece of Christ to our world. Darkness is losing its grip and the power of God is expanding across our globe. The all-consuming fire of God has begun to sweep across this globe. And the fire is not one of judgment for that day has not yet come. This fire is the refining, purifying fire of God that is eradicating darkness and bringing light. You've been told that things are getting worse and darkness is expanding, but the Lord of Heaven's armies would come to correct, to course correct this thinking and believing. The kingdom of God is already victorious and his victorious nature is sweeping across our world. The enemies of God, the spirits and the principalities of darkness, you have to remember that people are not the enemy. You have to remember that. People are not the enemy. The spirits and the principalities of darkness are experiencing defeat in greater degrees every single moment. People who have been held captive by darkness and who have lived as enemies of God will come running to Christ. We are living on the front edge of the greatest times of revival that our world will have ever seen to this point. The Spirit of God is saying, stop watching from the sidelines, get in the game. I'll give you what you need. I'll give you words to say. I'll provide for you. You will hear my voice when you seek me with all your heart. I remember when he was saying this part, it was just there was such a, it was almost like even God was having a hard time getting out his heart when he was saying this to me. He was saying, seek me with all your heart. I will surround, this was a big point too. He says, I will surround you with the right people. You gotta know who you're surrounded by. And I don't wanna start preaching a prophetic word, but I'm telling you, the voices that you surround yourself with will be the voices that dictate the direction that you head. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. That was from 2 Timothy 2.22. Those who trust in the Lord wholeheartedly and surrender to him unconditionally are ripe to be used by God in this hour. Spiritual intellectualism and behavior modification and management will not endure. Ripen yourself before the Lord through surrender and holiness and say, here I am, God, use me. Only those who live and breathe and rely on the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit will thrive on the front edge of this move of God. Sunday Christianity won't cut it. Religion is powerless. Casual relationship with Jesus is too shallow. Armchair Christianity is dying. Having a form of godliness will fall short because it denies the very power that would bring salvation and revival. Being a good person will fall short. 
God is calling all true worshipers, those who will worship God in spirit and in truth, those who will truly take up their cross and follow him. The time is here now where people will challenge you. Prove it, they will shout. And instead of arguments and points and positions, you will lay hands on the sick and you will see them recover. You will speak to death and resurrection life will flow through you. The day of proof by power has returned. The day of proof by power has returned. That contradicts everything that we see in our society. It says, get louder, shout louder. Have a louder argument than the person who's arguing with you. No, the day by proof by power has returned. As the apostle Peter told the crippled beggar in Acts chapter three, I don't have silver or gold, but what I have, I will give you. He was saying, I don't have what you're asking for, but I have what you need. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. God is saying, stop looking to Capitol Hill for answers and start looking to Calvary's Hill, where sin, sickness, death, hell, and the grave were defeated. Seek first the kingdom of God, and everything else is false imitation. We are living right now in the greatest days of revival. It won't look like it looked in the past. This is a new day. This is a new hour, and what God is doing is fresh. It's not a repeat. It won't be the good old days. The old wine has spoiled. God is pressing out new wine for a new day. The harvest is ripe. The workers are needed. The harvest is in your family. The harvest is in your neighborhood. The the harvest is in your communities, and the harvest is in the workplace. The harvest is in your city. The harvest is in those you have despised, but God is changing your heart. The harvest is in the nations. The harvest is ripe. Don't let it rot on the vine. Don't leave it for another generation. Now is the time for God's people to be taking ground and living unified in the mission and the heart of the kingdom of God. And that last sentence there is the phrase that that we believe that God is speaking to our church for this year when it comes to our focus, and that phrase is taking ground. We believe in 2021, unlike ever before, We believe that God is calling his people, not just Convo Church, we're just a piece of the puzzle. We're just a piece of the body of Christ, even in our region. But he is calling us to take ground. So Father, I pray that you would today, that you would would challenge our hearts, that you would soften our hearts. Father, whether we're here in person or we're watching online, Lord Jesus, would you help us to be receptive to what you're speaking? Would you help us to understand that this isn't just some religious movement for hyper-spiritual people, but this is what is supposed to be normal in your kingdom. People who have been transformed by the love and the grace of your power. People who have been repentant of our broken, sinful ways and are now stepping into a new lifestyle, a new way of transformed living that is empowered by your spirit, not by religious rules and regulation, but simply by the gratitude and the humility, Father, that we have for all you've done for us. Would you open us up, Father, to be able to receive from you In Jesus' name, amen. Taking ground. Can somebody say taking ground? ground. How many of you have ground in your own life that you desire to take ground this year? We can't just look at this as some like corporate expression, some church thing that's going on. No, this is is for you as an individual, and it expands out from there. 
Because who you are as the church starts at the core of who you are inside of you. That's where the work of God begins inside of you. When you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit indwells your heart and starts a transformational process. There is a second experience when you say, God, I don't just want my heart transformed on the inside, but I want to be baptized fully by your Holy Spirit in a way that encompasses my body, my soul, my spirit, all of me, so that I can live empowered to be a bold witness around us. We've been so focused on taking care of ourselves that we've lost sight of those God's calling us to take care of around us. A couple of verses, and I promise you as we look at some of these verses, these are not just topical searches to fit into what we're trying to say, but things that God has been consistently speaking and showing through Scripture. In Joshua 1.3, God is speaking to him and he says, wherever you set your foot, you will be, present tense, you will be on land I have given you. I love that because he said you're going to be on, like already, you're already on land. If your foot touches there, guess what? You're on land that I've given you. Yet Joshua still had to go out with the nation of Israel, conquer 31 kings and kingdoms to inhabit the land. There are enemies of the kingdom of God. But everywhere we put our foot, we will be on land that God has given to us. But you got to put your feet on the land. You got to put your feet on the land. You got to put one foot in front of the other. Backing up a little bit further in Genesis 13, verses 14 through 17, the Lord said to Abram, before his name was changed to Abraham, the Lord said to Abram, look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, and west, I am giving all, somebody say all, just so you know there's no, you know, what does that mean? All means all, if you break it down. Original language, all, all means all. You don't have to go to Bible college for that. I am giving uh, all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. Come on, there are things that God is trying to give to you now that will become a permanent possession for generations to come. That your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and those beyond, as long as the Lord gives us life and breath, will be walking on land that you decided, I'm going to receive what God has said for me. I'm going to take the ground that God says I can have, and I'm going to set up an inheritance for my kids and for my grandkids and for their kids. I love it. He says, and I will give you so I will give you so many descendants. So he's not only giving possession of where your descendants will walk, it's also the promise, the promise of descendants. That like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. And here we go, verse 17. I love this. I underlined it in my Bible and even on my screen. Go and walk. Somebody say, go and walk. Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. Taking ground starts at home, but it doesn't stop there. It expands from there. Taking authority, walking in your identity as a Jesus follower, as a son or a daughter of God. We, we underestimate the power of the authority that we have. Man, we, we get beat up so much in life because we, we give, the, we give the, the enemy authority that he doesn't have. And we give the, we give the enemy respect that he doesn't deserve. When God is saying, hey, remember, you are a co-heir, a co-equal with Christ. That's, that's, if you're going to be God, I don't know if I would have gone in that direction. Because co-heir with Christ, be like, how about just one step below? That's still pretty good. 
No, he says you're a co-heir. That's, that's inheritance. That's authority. That's power. That's permission. That's identity. All these things that the world wants to attack and steal from you and make you be subservient to the powers that exist in this world and the God's liturgy of the world around us, you need to realize that you walk with the authority and the identity and the power of big G. That doesn't mean that you are God. Don't get some crazy wrong theology. You are not. But you have been given authority by the one who is. So that means we get to walk in it. That means that the power of what we say, the power of our words, the power of what we speak. A few years ago, our theme was speak life. I don't know if some of y'all been around, you remember that. Because our words have so much authority and power. Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. See, even in the ministry of Jesus, Jesus took ground by loving. He took ground by teaching, by serving, by healing, by providing, by sacrificing. Ultimately, Jesus took ground by moving his feet and discipling his followers to do the same. I love that the ministry of Jesus wasn't just in Nazareth, and he stayed in Nazareth, and everybody had to come to him. Jesus went from town to town, moving and played. The other week we talked about him going to a town where other people of his kind and of his nature and of his stature would not go. But he said, I had to put my feet there because there were people there that I had to encounter. There were people there who needed to know me. Let me read this one more passage to you. And then I'm going to lay out a couple. This is actually the preaching part. And then I'm just going to lay out some information that Hopefully will be things that inspire us for what's ahead of us as a, as a church community and a family together. Romans 10, 9 through 15. This is one of my favorite passages. I say that every week. But for this week, this is one of my, this is one of my favorite passages. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There are those of you in this room who are of that. There are those in this room and online who will be of that. Knowing that salvation is something that is not distant and hard to get, something that you have to earn, something that you have to live up for, something that you have to become. No, it's something that you confess because it's a work that Christ has done. Verse 10, for if it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring with your mouth, come on, speaking, you're making that confession, uh, declare in your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tells us, anyone who puts trust or who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They, are this, they, they have the same Lord who gives uh, generously to all who call on him. Verse 13, for everyone, this is good news, come on. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. Everyone, that's you. That's the hardest case that you can possibly think of. That's the cousin or the spouse or the child that you feel like is too far gone. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But here we go. That's a great, that's a great thought. But there's, there's a way that the message has to get out. But how can they call on, on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? 
And that is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. We, we need to be sent. You need to know that you are in a church that is sending you. You are to be sent. When you walk out of this building, Sunday is not the moment for us to just have our religious expression. This is the moment where we come together in community and we celebrate the name of Jesus. We worship the name of Jesus. We get refilled up so that we can go back out Monday through Saturday or whatever the days fall on. Full of the Spirit of God, full of faith, not perfect people, but people who are following a perfect God, who, yes, by, by faith are becoming more like him every single day, being sent out into the world around us. Come on, what ground in your life needs to be taken back this year? Yeah, sometimes there's territory we've given up that we have to reclaim, but we have to go beyond that. There's new territory. Like it was saying in that prophetic word, this is a new year and God is pressing out new wine for a new season. He's not just trying to get old territory that we can reclaim and feel safe. He wants to expand the borders. He wants to expand your borders, whether that's physically or whether that's even in the comfort of what you are comfortable with in your own life. God is desiring to expand that in your world today. So in 2021, these, these are a few areas uh, that, that we need to take ground. Are you all ready? Okay. I didn't even give you a chance to respond. All right. Fantastic. And some of these are in the spiritual realm. Some of these are natural. But number one, spiritual growth. We're going to take ground in your own life. You're going to grow spiritually this year. You're going to grow. That means you're not going to continue to be caught up in the things that have been tripping you up for the last year. That means that the things that the enemy thought he had on you to hold you down are not going to have power to hold you down this year. Spiritual growth. We're going to grow and take ground as disciples as following Jesus. We're going to grow in the truth of God's word. We're going to take ground over strongholds that the enemy currently inhabits in our lives and in this region and beyond. This is no longer going to be the capital for broken families and for broken marriages. This is no longer going to be the place where the enemy camps out because people are being taken advantage of. This is no longer going to continue to be the place where it's okay for people to be purchased and sold. This is no longer going to be the place where homelessness is on an explosive rate. This is no longer going to be a place where teenagers take their lives and are addicted to drugs and alcohol. We're going to take ground in this area. We're going to take ground in enlarging our own biblical worldview. You're like, what the heck does that mean? That means that the way that we see the world, the way that we believe our existence is in the world, the way that we see the way that things happen around us, the way that our culture operates, what's okay, what's not okay, what we should be for, what we should be against, what is honoring and what is dishonoring will come from this right here. Identifying and taking back what the enemy has stolen from us. You know the Bible, there's a principle in the word of God that says that when the, when the thief is discovered, the thief has to pay back seven times what has been stolen. You can take that principle and grab it. And when it comes to your life, what has the enemy taken from you? And again, I'm not talking about people because people aren't the enemy. What has the enemy taken from you? Demand back repayment. Demand back, if I may, supernatural, spiritual reparation for what the enemy has taken from you that belongs to you. Somebody needs to take ownership of that. Praying in literal for 2021. This is, this is more tangible, but, but this is real, something that is really on our hearts. This is beautiful, and this, this place is a provision from God. 
but this place is not going to last as long. you got to understand that. And so we need to be pray, praying in literal ground, <laughs> taking literal ground for God. I believe that I'm, I'm praying and believing that God's going to open up something for our church this year, whether it's a property, whether it's a facility, something for us to not even just rent, but for something for us to, to have. To, I, want, I want our church to own dirt. I want to be invested in the dirt of our region. Does that make sense? I don't just want to rent in, the, in our region. I want to have dirt in our region that we say, this is our home. This is going to be a place that's consecrated to, to the presence of God. This is going to be a place where brokenness is going to be eradicated in our region, where my family and my children and my children's children will grow up to know Jesus. This is where it's going to happen. <clears throat> so here's, here's a couple of, of, of tangible initiatives this year. And, and I, just being transparent, sometimes, you know, a pastor can feel pressure. or you got to impress them with vision. And I'm over that. I hope you're okay with that. Nothing takes that away like a year like last year that was still a victorious year. <laughs> but listen, these are a couple of things that, that we endeavor to, to, to step into some new territory this year. The first one, and this, I'm not going into detail on some of these, but just to know they're coming. Uh, a good percentage of our group will be excited about this first one. Um, Convo Women. We're going to be launching a Convo Women's ministry this year. More information to come, but you just need to know that that's coming. And men... Your greatest ministry will be making sure that your ladies can be full part of that in every way whatsoever. Can I get a, from the ladies, okay. That means daddy daycare, that's what that means right there. That's what that means. Not get a babysitter and then you go out with the boys, well, no, you serve your, serve your wife. <clears throat> I, think, I think that was even heard on here, Herman, so that you're going to be signed up. Herman's going to head that up. So we not only have, because if you're watching online today, you, you're, you're a part of kind of the first fruits of this next element. We have our, we have our live broadcast right now, which, uh, which we're still, we still haven't promoted. So if you're watching it, it's because you saw a notification or somebody told you um, or, or somebody shared it. But eventually we will promote it more as we make it more excellent. But one of the things that we want to do this year is not just have the online broadcast, but developing a full online campus where there's interaction, where there's growth, where there's team, where there's even the opportunity for small groups. The cool thing with technology now, and it's not new, but now you know most of the church has been forced into this realm, is that we have the ability to actually create community outside of what we can even touch, which means that Convo Church doesn't just have to be for our region. It can expand beyond. I remember back when we were only doing online, and uh, we, were, we had people from uh, from different parts of the country who were faithfully tuning in every single week and becoming a part of the Convo community. And honestly, for us, it was like, what the heck do we do with that? I don't even know. And we're still learning. If you're watching, we're still learning. Have grace for us. But you can continue to lean in because that is something that we will develop this year. And some of you will be on that team as it grows and develops. We will be pastoring community with people that maybe we never get to see face-to-face. And we're going to be ready for that. But here's the biggest one that I want us to talk about, and this is where we wrap up today. And I appreciate you all taking a few extra minutes. Um, My community, my responsibility. My community, my responsibility. This may not sound uh, earth-shattering, but something that we are going to do is we're going to mobilize ourselves this year to prayer walk our region. And, And to make that more practical, that could be just the streets around your house. I, you know, if... If, if nothing else, we're going to promote health. <laughs> Get out and take a walk. How do I prayer walk? 
We'll teach on that. We'll talk about that. But we want to make sure, we believe that literally as we've been talking, as we walk in step and we move our feet with a purpose and intentionality to be doing so for God, that as we pray and as we speak and as we declare and as we claim the things of God, that we will literally be taking ground and placing our feet in what used to be enemy territory that will now be territory that belongs to the kingdom of God. And so listen, you can do that in your home. You can prayer walk the inside of your home. You can declare over your children's bedrooms, over the four corners and the entryways and the exit ways of your home. You can walk the cul-de-sac of your neighborhood, the streets, and we can go up and down Virginia Street. We can circle government buildings. We can circle police department precincts. We can pray. We can lift them up. We can go into the dangerous places of our city and walk and pray and lay hands on the sick and encounter people as we go and watch God begin to move through us. So I want you all to say this out loud. Say, my community, my responsibility. At first I was going to call it my hood, but I didn't think some of you all would roll with that. (laughs) The t-shirt might say my hood. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. My community, my responsibility. And so as we get into the year, we'll be looking at, we'll be looking for individuals that that, uh, that may want to be kind of like a, a captain, organizer, coordinator for a specific part of our region. And we'll try to mobilize people that live in different parts of our region to, to whether they get together and do it or whether it's just something where we know we're out. We want to figure out somewhere where we can even, you know, download one of those, you know, running or walking apps and, and take a screenshot of the territory that you walk and send it to us. And we can get out a map and literally mark and highlight the streets of our cities and, and even identify, hey, we've missed some spots. Let's go target this place. We want to bathe our region with prayer. We want to take territory. We want to prayer walk other churches and pray God's blessing and favor upon them because we're on the same team. We're doing the same things. We're preaching the same gospel. And we want to make sure that we are unified, not just with ourselves, but with what God is doing in our entire region that's beyond us. And so that's really going to be the big thing for this year. I don't know if that sounds earth-shaking or not. I honestly could care less because I know that what God is speaking is going to open up something that is significant for us as a church. And you can do it wherever you live. You can do it in your own homes. You can do it in your own neighborhoods. Our city, maybe it's not your city, but you can still do the same thing for yours. The principles are true. The word of God is true. Where we place our feet, we will be on land that God has given us. And where there are things that we desire to see changed in our nation and in our world, well, let's move our feet. Like like that prophetic word was saying, let's stop relying on Capitol Hill and start charging Calvary's Hill. Where every victory that we will ever need now and in the future ahead of us has already been won by the blood of Christ. The cool thing is, is that the victory didn't happen when he died. The victory happened when he defeated death. The victory happened when he robbed the grave and then stole it and then rose from the dead. And that's a victory that we can live in today. I want to pray for you right now. And this is where we're going to end it. And I'll, I'll, I'll pass it back on to Amy here for some next steps. But one final verse here to kind of repeat, Genesis 13, 17. It's, it's, a, it's a command. Like this is a command from God. He was commanding Abram. And I believe that that same command is alive and well for the church today. Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. Listen, if you can't walk, then drive. If you can't walk or drive, pull open Google Maps. 
just pull up streets, begin to pray over it. You're driving to work, pray that, pray that drive. When you're driving to a destination, going to meet a friend, wherever it is, pray to the Lord. Say, God, would you give us this territory? God, would you bring freedom to the people who are in captivity in this area? Lord, would you take authority and dominion over the spirits and the principalities of darkness that falsely think that they have authority here in this place? Come on, we, we have the ability to do so. We have the ability to see the power of God. Come on, we are going back into a day and an age where it's going to be proven by power, not by argument. Proven by power. Let me pray for you, Jesus. We do not have on our own strength the ability to do the things that you have called us to do. But by your power and your grace, you still call us to say yes. And once we say yes to you, God, we know that it is not by our might or our power, but by your spirit, by your Holy Spirit, that you empower us to do the things that you have put in front of us to do. Restored marriages, children coming back to you, broken families being brought back together, communities that are struggling and falling apart, that are, that are plagued by, by the same brokenness from generation to generation, Lord. It is by your spirit that we have the power to see things change and transform. God, you have given us your name. You have given us your spirit. And through those things, Father, we have authority to see change happen. And God, we don't have to fight people. We don't have to. But we have to walk in your authority. We have to walk in your name. We have to declare with our mouths your truth and your reality over our region, over our lives, and what you've called us to. Father, I pray today that by your name and by your power that we would reject any lie from the enemy, that we would stop believing the deceitful lies that the enemy speaks into us about ourselves, our lack, our inabilities, our failures. Father, we leave those at the cross, God. They're not a part of us anymore. It's not our identity anymore, God. Our identity is in you, a victorious God. Therefore, we are victorious. Not because of our efforts, but God, because of yours. So we lay our failures, we lay our past, we lay our brokenness today at your feet. We repent of our shortcomings and even of not trusting you to be able to transform us the way that you've said that you can and that you have. Father, that old man, that old self that died when we said yes to you, Lord, we, we repent for picking it back up again. We lay it down. God, we're not returning back to the same old habits that died on the cross with you. But Father, today we live and we will leave this place living in that resurrected life, that new life, that transformed life, that new creation that comes from you, Jesus. Thank you again for joining us on the Convo Church Podcast. Special shout out to those who give so generously to Convo Church. It's because of you that this ministry is even possible. If you want to sow into the ministry, go to ConvoChurch.com and simply click the Give button. It's that easy. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, follow, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories and tag us at Convo Church. Thanks again for listening. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Combo Church Podcast.